Hopewell Farm CBD hemp products are naturally sourced from Tennessee. Their 100% pure hemp products are made from the finest non-GMO hemp. Each product is designed to provide natural healing, help you regain strength, and promote holistic health. Save 10% today with promo code JOURNEYTOTRUTH10. Click the link below in the description for a discount or go to hopewellfarmtn.com. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Just a reminder, this Sunday at 5 p.m. Central Time, we are doing our clone webinar. It's an illusion. Movie magic isn't just for Hollywood. We're talking about clones, masks, um, deepfake technology, holograms. We've spent hours researching this. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you can sign up for our Patreon. The link is below in the description. It's only $5 a month. It's not a monthly commitment. So if you just want to come and join us to, just for this webinar, feel free. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. We have uh, we poured some time into this one, and I'm excited to share what we found with you. Yeah. And yeah, it's going to be amazing. You're gonna, you guys are going to want to definitely check it out for sure. Yeah, I I I would be excited for it, even if it was even if it wasn't. I'm, us. I'm excited for it. <laughs> um, so also, we Aaron and I will be at the Sunfire Fest, the Sunfire Festival in. Aztec, New Mexico, August 25th through the 28th with our Experiencers Lounge. So if you want to come hang out with us there, you can grab a ticket below at sunfirefest.com. The early bird tickets are only $144 for the whole weekend, which is a great price. There's going to be a lot of familiar faces there. So if you feel compelled and you're in the area, come hang out with us. We'd love to meet you. Tonight, we are joined by Sylvie Sterling. So I met Sylvie at a metaphysical fair what, a couple months ago, maybe? And uh, it was just very synchronistic how I was led to her. And she she advertises herself as a cat whisperer. She had a booth. I went and talked to her. And nothing on your table said anything about um, ETs or Lyrans or anything. But something told me to ask you. I was like, well, when you're channeling these cats, does any information come through about Lyrans or feline beings? And you were like, yeah, actually... I channeled them and they've given me a whole bunch of information. And that's actually how I discovered the Lyrans was through the cats. So if I'm understanding this correctly, you were unaware of the feline beings or the Lyran presence until you started working and communicating with people's pets, the cats. And you were introduced to that information in that way, which is very unique, which I love that story. I had a session with you on the spot and, um, you just recently moved to St. Louis, which from Germany, which is awesome. So we're just glad to have you here. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be here. We're excited to have you. So I know I just briefly introduced you, but do you want to let our audience know kind of what led you to the cats and how you even discovered this information about the Lyrans and where that's taken you and what that journey has looked like? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start in my childhood, just because a lot of starseeds go through the same experience that I've been going through. I grew up in the 70s, and um, I always had the feeling I was not from here. I felt I didn't feel fit in. I felt I was different. I felt I was different even from my family. And I know a lot of people, people can relate to that. It's just something you don't talk about usually. And at the time, we had no internet. Um, so at the time, I just didn't know why I didn't fit in. And I kept looking up to the stars, and I was very drawn to Star Trek and Star Wars. That's all we had at the time. I was just very much always drawn to the stars, and I couldn't understand people very well. And I always turned to the cats, the cats and the dogs, but mostly the cats were kind of, they were my people. And I felt that they got me, they understood me. So I always had this very, very deep connection with the cats. And then when it became, um, well, when it was time to choose a profession, I went into a regular job, into a desk job. Actually, I worked for the movie industry. So more, you know, more um, more about the science fiction and, and all that stuff. And I was drawn to that for a while. And then in my 40s, 
actually kind of late, I had my spiritual awakening. And that's when all the stuff that I do now came in. So I decided, I, I went to look for my purpose, like a lot of people do it much earlier now. Um, at the time I was doing it in my 40s, I went to look for my purpose. I said, there's got to be something more to life than just, you know, just a regular whatever we're going through. And it came in pretty quickly. My purpose had to do with cats. So that's when I, and, and it started very innocently. I basically, my purpose, I defined it as I want to make this a better world for cats. So, but it all came from here. All my seeking for my purpose, it kind of came from here. It didn't come from my heart. So I started out to become a cat psychologist and I did everything by the book. I got all the certificates and I started to work with cats as a psychologist. But it didn't click until I actually got that connection from my star family and from the cats before they started to talk to me. And then I found energy healing. So I said, okay, well, I'll add that to my repertoire. And I did work with cats and energy healing. But it was just there was something missing. And actually, it came, um, the big the big revelation, a big aha moment came channeled through a cat. So I was um, visiting my, my sister-in-law in Miami. And she's a very spiritual person. So I was kind of basking her energies for a couple of days. And she has a cat. And then on the last day of my visit, I was packing my bags. Her cat came and she sat on top of my bag and she looked at me and she looked at me and she looked at me. And at first I said, oh, that's cool. You know, she's watching me pack. But after a while I said, she's trying to say something. This cat has a message. She's giving me these stares. So I said, okay, fine. I'm going to try and lean in. I wasn't really good at animal communication at the time. That was just getting started. But I just sat down, closed my eyes, and I just leaned into what this cat has to say. And that's and I thought the cat was trying to say something, but it just turned out she actually channeled a message from the lyrens, the lion beings, which I had never heard before. And they introduced themselves as the lion beings. And they said they were very powerful. They had been watching over me my entire life. They said I was one of them. I was a lion being in a human body and that I had a mission here. And then they basically gave me the missing link, the assignment that I needed my, to fulfill my purpose or my right now purpose. I believe our purposes are shifting, but they kind of gave me the missing link. And I would actually like to read that part because I wrote it down right afterwards and it became my purpose. So they said, tell people to not treat cats as babies or kids but as grown-ups and divine beings. They said, tell people about their purpose and that cats help them find and follow their purpose. And tell them that cats come into their lives in order to help them become their best self. And they also said that cats have more, uh, that humans have more cat DNA than any other species. And all that was really news to me. I said, okay, okay, well, let me write that down, right? Um, and then they said they would be there for me, they would be um, around for me, I could channel them anytime, and that they would help me basically from here on to continue on my path. And then I came out of it and said, oh my God, what just happened? The lion beings, really? I mean, it was just, and then I, I ran to the computer and I Googled it. And I said, oh my God, the lion beings are actually a thing. I had never heard of them before. And I Googled, they called the lying people, the lying beings, and many people talk about them. And I said, oh, my God, I'm so glad I heard about it that way, because if I had read about the lying beings, I would have probably thought I'm making this up, right, that I have a connection with them. But they came in, and I was completely unaware, and um, it just made it so much more powerful in the message that they shared with me. And then after that, I kind of delved into animal communication and I started to speak to the cats and the cats exactly confirmed what they had said that, yes, we are here to help people with a purpose. Yes, we are here. We are these grand beings and we're just way under, you know, um, people just underestimate what we can do. So everything they had said was true. And the lion beings are have been with me ever since. And they're actually around me right now because they want me to share their messages. So that's there you go. Long story. That was my awakening. I, I love that story. It's beautiful. And okay, so you work with strictly cats. Do you work with other animals as well? 
I also, I, I have that connection with cats. I mean, I am cat through and through, obviously. Um, no, I know. But I also work with dogs and with horses. When people come to me with their dogs and horses, um, I love them too. But cats are mainly who I work with. And I started to work with the people, the cat guardians, the, the you know, they're humans. Because only working with the cats proved to be, it's always the human that I have to work with. So I work with cat and human. Nice. That's beautiful. So I I was just wondering because I didn't know if any of the other animals have given similar messages of their galactic history, like a dog or a horse Mm -hmm. being, I don't know. Um, It's really interesting. Or does the galactic information only come through the cats? Well, to me, a lot of the cat beings come through and there's a lot of them, all shapes, forms, and sizes from different star systems. There are horse beings out there they kind of look like centaurs and they come from somewhere from the boots system actually i always get arcturus and they are not arcturians i know the arcturians and then i know these horse beings but i also get arcturus from them so there are horse beings out there yes and they work with people too and there are people who are horse being star seeds wow and that's um, something we don't hear about that much which Mm -hmm. is doesn't surprise yeah. me. I, I think you can pick an animal and you're going to find an intelligent version of it somewhere mm-hmm. out there yeah. or an insect. So you said there was a bunch of different feline beings. Would you mind running through that list? Um, because we always just hear about the Lyrans. You know, I'm curious mm-hmm. to see what other species there are out there. Mm-hmm. So there are there are species that are more humanoid and there are species that are more animal shaped like. The feline specifically, there are the lion beings, and there are, if not the oldest race, I don't like the, 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 the term race, but if not the one of the oldest races, but there's also there's tiger beings, there's cheetah beings, there is um, panther beings. So any big cat that you know out there, they actually exist in a humanoid form. And I know they're being depicted usually when you see pictures on the internet, they show them as they have a complete human body and then they got this feline head, right? Mm -hmm. And it's really not from how I see them. It's really not all that human face, uh, you know, animal head and human body. It's kind of somewhere in between. So they have a humanoid body upright, but their faces, they have these features. So it's not like there's a lion head directly on a human body. Their, their face has lion features. they got the big manes and everything. Um, there are feline beings out there. They look like a rock. Humanoids with house cat features. And then there's everything in between. So I have seen feline beings. They kind of look like hobbits. And I have to explain a little bit. Um, Two of my cats, three of my cats passed away the last two years. And I'm still connected with them. They still help me from the other side. And one of my cats, she showed me her real form is she looks like a kind of a feline hobbit, if you know what I mean. So it's kind of very short, upright, humanoid form, very short with feline features. So she looks like a, a feline hobbit in her real form. And she's from Sirius, from the Sirius system. And my other cat passed away. He looks like in his true form, he's also from Sirius. He looks like a big house cat with a lion head. So there's everything, anything in between. Wow, I love that. It just goes to show you how expansive everything is. You know, yeah. we're, we're always so narrow-minded sometimes when it comes to thinking about the Lyrans or the Reptilians or the Syrians like, or the Arcturians. Like, we, we imagine them one way. Actually, if, if I may um, add that, the everybody knows the movie Avatar, right? Yeah. These blue beings yeah. from Avatar, they actually exist, and they are a feline race. I have seen them. I have been to their planet. It looks very much like the planet on the, in the movie. It's not as violent. But I do believe that James Cameron, actually, he channeled that idea for that movie. They gave him that idea so he would put it out there and open up humans to the fact that there are feline other beings out there. They look different. They're humanoid. And they have a beautiful philosophy. So they actually exist. I actually have clients who are from there and they said, oh my God, they started to tear up when I mentioned a movie. So I said, the movie always brings them to tears. They are blue. They don't look exactly like the ones in the movie. I don't think they have a tail, but anyway, 
um, and they actually call themselves the Nari. In the movie, they're called the Navi, right. the V, and they kind Very of good. explain to me like the Nari with an R, guttural R, but they actually exist. And I believe the movie was given to us to open us up. I believe so too. Absolutely. I, and I was going to ask you about that. I know so many people, including myself, that resonate so deeply with that. Mm -hmm. And it feels like a home planet. Like it feels like many of us are from a place like that. And people really connect with that movie. And I think you're absolutely right. However, James Cameron got that information, whether it was channeled or he was handed a, yeah, a script, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. who knows? But I definitely think that, um, I definitely think that was the case. There's no doubt in my mind, actually. Have have they said any information about um, any of our genetics, uh, us having any like liar in genetics, like humanity? Um, or have they talked about that at all? They said there's actually more feline DNA in humans than any any other race. And they said that in the first really? channeling, and they they said that again when I asked her the other times. Actually, just interestingly, um, the cats on Earth. When I googled that, actually, did you know that cats on Earth, our house cats, that they have nine, they share ninety percent of our DNA with us. They are our closest relation after the monkey. Um, I didn't oh, wow. know that either, and mm -hmm. I got that from the channeling. I googled it afterwards. Oh my God, they are right. So the monkey is our closest relative. DNA-wise, they have 97, 98% of our DNA. And then comes the cat, and they share 90% of our DNA. And after that, the dog has 82, and the cow is 80, and the mouse is 60. So actually, on Earth here, the cats are our closest relatives. But when it comes to, I know you were asking about the star seed DNA. Um, absolutely, they showed me that they are the ones, or we were the ones that have actually seeded, helped seed humans here on Earth. And they always say that there's more feline DNA from different places because there's felines on, from the Lyra system, there's felines from the Sirius system, there's felines in the Pleiades, there's felines in other systems. So we have different feline DNA in us, absolutely. And they, my people said that we have more feline than anything else, but maybe that's just... Um... So yeah, that's very interesting. And have they given you any information on their galactic history or our galactic history that you can share mm -hmm. well it really seems to be true what people are saying or that's what i've and i can only go from i usually tell you what i've channeled i'm being guided to different i'm asking to go somewhere astral travel there i've looked into past lives and i work a lot with people and when i go with people through their um, history, their galactic history, that's what I then share with others, like people with you. So I'm kind of like Dolores Cannon. I channel things and I get things from, you're probably familiar with what Dolores Cannon says about her work. She says she's not making any of this up. She's sharing what people oh, yeah. share with her in sessions. Right. Yeah. And that's how Absolutely. I work. I work with people and what I see there in these sessions, I kind of share the parts that I can share with others. So having said that, um, what was the question again? I'm sorry. The, the history? Yes, the history. So I have seen the same as uh, you can read on the internet, that there was this big Lyran war going on at the time, that the reptilians came and they they uh, wanted to take over the Lyra system. I have seen parts of the battle. I know I was there. I have seen my home planet. It's called Avion or something similar. The language is different, but I've seen my home planet Avion fall. I've seen people getting through. I've seen my family escape through a like a stargate. They went through a portal right before the attacks. So a lot of people fled through portals uh, on starships, and some people stayed behind. And I remember in one of my past lives, I stayed behind. I fought. We lost, um, and then we kind of all fled in, you know, starships and stuff. And I know personally, I went. We went to the series system, or the group I was with. We went to the series system afterwards in star, in ships, actually. So that part is what I have channeled myself. It's part of what people say: the Great Lyran War and everything. And my channelings also confirm that the felines just went everywhere. They went to the series system. 
a lot of them, some went to Orion, some went to the Pleiades and to other star systems. That is why the feline races are everywhere right now. So they were all scattered after the war. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. So, man, <laughs> I have so many questions. Now, whenever this information comes through the sessions, um, how many of the people that you work with, um, is it is it always the person who has a cat? Are they always a Lyran? Like, is that why they were drawn to get a cat? No, they're not always Lyrans. I work with a lot of people who are Arcturians. Actually, Arcturians, not so many. They seem to be more far and few between. I believe that people who are Lyran find me. So a large part of the people I work with are Lyrians or Syrians or felines. So I believe they do find me, but I also work with people who are horse beings or swan beings, or somehow the people seem to find me that have a connection with animals. Mm. Also in the, you know, in the, in the uh, humanoid form. Um, a lot of people are Pleiadians. But I also have a lot of people that are both or either, or they have several star lineages. Right. Well, I guess, but I guess not my... everybody has a cat. Sure. I guess my question mm -hmm. was that anyone who was drawn to buy a cat or adopt a cat, if that mm -hmm. means that they have some sort of feline um, heritage, you know, and you might not have the answer to that question. It's yeah. just something I think about. Yeah, I think that they usually do. I have spoken to feline star seeds that had no connection with cats. I found that odd personally, but uh, yes, a lot of people who are uh, who have cats actually have a collection to the connection to the Lyrans or other feline star races. So have you heard the theory or fact maybe that um the reptilians are the direct enemy of the Lyrans? Like they're like their number one enemy. Uh, have you mm -hmm. heard that before? Yeah, sure. Sure. I believe there's many different forms of reptilians and again out there. Um they're very diversified. Yes, they are I would say in this they would say this quadrant of the galaxy that we live in. I think they're kind of everybody's enemy. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they are the ones that drove us out, of course. Sure. And they are the ones that have hold, you know, had a grip over this planet here for the longest. So so yeah, that makes me um wonder but, about the theory I shared with you before we went we started recording about people being allergic to cats and where does that allergy come from? Is that a natural allergy or is it given to us through injections? And could that be part of the war, right? Could they be making lyran star seeds or feline star seeds allergic to cats so they don't, so they're not drawn to them to make that connection? I just wonder. I think it's, I don't, it wouldn't surprise me. That is such a great question. I've actually never thought of that. I never heard the theory, but it does, it does resonate with me. I mean, yeah, they've been trying to, to keep us small and they've been trying to keep us from awakening. And yes, absolutely. I mean, I've, I personally, I'm, I'm the, I'm outing myself here on the show now. I have a cat allergy. I work with cats for a living. I love cats more than anything else. I am a cat, through and through. Um, absolutely. And despite all my, I'm a healer too. I do a lot of healing. I have not gotten rid of all of my cat allergy. I've, I do know people have karma with cats from past lives, and then they have an allergy. But I love your theory. I mean, I'm going to explore it. Yeah, it's uh, just something I thought about one day. I'm like, hmm, that makes sense. Or that would make it sense. It does make a lot of sense. My, my dad has like one of the worst cat allergies I've ever seen. Like it's mm -hmm. insane, actually. It doesn't even it doesn't even make sense how someone can be that allergic. And I just I just wonder where, what where does that come from? Like, where does that come from? Where does that stem from? So your dad is a lion being. I can see him very clearly right now. He's a very, very strong lion being. See, there you, well, there you go. go. It proves my theory. There you go. <laughs> Probably try to keep them small and try to connect because when we connect, we create magic and they're trying to keep us from connecting. That's the thing. So if they try to right. keep you from connecting to your your star seedness, from your star family, from your truth of who you are, they keep you small, right? Right. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's the really lockdowns hard. that we went through for two years. Right. So yes, but it didn't work. One of the major but points. It didn't work. That. The lockdowns didn't work because didn't we connected anyway. Right. Right. It, have, they, have they said anything 
Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Have they said anything about um, the the end of the control system that we're coming up now, or like it that it's changing? And how? What is? What have they said about that? Yeah, that's usually I ask the Galactic Federation for that. I have quite a good. I do um, do make trips to the Galactic Federation, and they have talked about timelines. They're hesitant to share timelines because the humans are so hung up on time. And for them, our human time system is kind of, it's different. You know, I mean, that's what we make as time. So they don't like to share timelines. Mm. However, what comes through consistently is that for the next two years until 23, 24, we're going to see more of what's going on right now. The structures, you know, all crumbling and, and things coming out into the open, structures crumbling and the system crumbling. They're kind of saying it'll it will go on until 24, 25. And as of 25, 26 is when supposedly as I said timelines change, but that's kind of the tentative timeline, 25, 26. The dark agenda is supposed to be gone over. They will all have been ushered out by then. Everything will have crumbled by them. Right now, they're just they on the way out. They are kind of firing, you know, burning the ground as they're going out. They're firing all shots. They just firing everything they've got because they know they're on the way out. So they're trying to take down as much as possible. So by 26, we're supposed to be through with the dark agenda. And then they're saying it's going to be about until 2030. Um, the transition period where we are going to establish new systems, a new education system, a new energy system, a new medical system. So they're kind of giving me the timeline tentatively. By 26, dark agendas are gone. And then until 2030 for the transition. And after 2030 is basically what they're showing us the new earth or the start of the new earth. Well, that's amazing. That would be incredible. I I'm always hesitant when we're given like exact dates and stuff. And I'm sure you are too, because we've all experienced this. Like when the ETs tell us soon, that could mean like a hundred years for all we know, you know, because time is so different in their eyes, but soon in the grand scale of things, it's probably right around the corner. Uh, I'm excited. Nothing set in stone, nothing set in stone as far as future, because it's all so based on the trajectory we're at now. So that's constantly changing. So you said the Galactic but, Federation that you you communicate with them too. Can you tell us how that came about? Because obviously it was the cats, but now you're uh, talking mm-hmm. with the Federation. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. So I don't even remember the first time that they kind of beamed me up. Um, I call it beaming up. They call it something different, but um, I like sometimes I'm kind of stuck on these terms. Mm-hmm. I don't remember when the first time was that I was on one of their ships. Um, they kind of, they bring you up holographically. I call it beaming it up holographically. And then I kind of wander through the ship and they have these meetings. And they're bringing star seeds up to regular meetings. Star seeds are, you know, souls from obviously feline, Syrian souls, lion souls in a human body, people like you and me. And they're inviting us up into their ships and they're giving us information. They're giving us upgrades. They're giving us elevations, activations, um, tentative timelines sometimes. And they're kind of educating us on what, you know, what we're supposed to do. Because they say we starseeds are their eyes and ears on the ground. We're the ground troops, basically. Because the Galactic Federation, I you know, I don't think I have to explain it to your to your listeners, right? The Galactic Federation, they're right. well aware of it. Right. So they do have something like the prime directive. That's not what it's called, but they do have this directive of they can't show themselves until we're ready to actually meet them. And right now humanity is not ready, right? If they landed with a ship, people would say, shoot them up, shoot them up, alien invasion, right? So they can show themselves. So they say we the star seeds are their eyes and ears on the planet. So they're kind of giving us activations, elevations, glimpses into what we're supposed to share to open people up from within. We're supposed to educate people to open them up to what's to come. And that's why they bring us onto the ships for meetings, council meetings, activations, and all these things. Now, with the current times as the way they are, is there an urgency with their message right now? Or is it, um, what does that look like? 
That's interesting. You should ask that. There was no urgency until two years ago. It was kind of, um, you know, what is time exactly? About 100 years, 10 years, you know, what is it in their eyes? It's soon as could be 10 years for them. So there was no urgency. Lately, I've kind of felt they stepped up their efforts to wake them up because they say it's time now. We need to wake the star seeds up because the star seeds need to wake humanity up. It's like a chain of lights. You light one light and then the next light, you know, like like a chain of Christmas lights. You light one light and the next one comes on and the next one comes on and the next one comes on. So they're actually kind of stepping up the urgency to wake up the star seeds to who they are, to their mission, and to wake up all of humanity. Yeah. And, and that would make a lot of sense because we see a lot of people being activated and remembering who they are and their federation ties and whatever else their lyran ties all of the above a lot of people you said are being brought up to these ships or or attending these <laughs> council meetings how many people would you say it's happening to that are unaware of it my guess is that about two-thirds of them don't know what's going on i do know there, this is one meeting that happens every, I don't want to put a timestamp on it because I don't think they have that timestamp. I would say maybe every six weeks or so, roughly, sometimes more, sometimes less. I call it the Grand Council meeting, or they call it something like the Grand Council meeting. And it looks like that meeting room in Star Wars from in episode one, that Senate meeting. I don't know if you know that mm -hmm. image, the Senate meeting, it looks like a big beehive and there's hundreds of people in the room. Yeah. And there's one person in the middle on that stage. That's what the Grand Council meetings look like. We're kind of all in beehives, but there's an actual stage in the front. And they call many human star seeds in there. And I know because I have actually clients that have been there, but they don't remember until I show them. I astral travel there with them and they say, oh, my God, yeah, I've seen that in dreams, but I didn't know that was actually happening. And then, and now I have a couple of friends, clients, I know they're part of these meetings. And then the next day I write them, I said, did you know there was a meeting last night? And they say, oh my God, that's why I slept. So I couldn't sleep. I was tossing and turning. <laughs> I kept waking up. So they don't remember, but so they're what, being given their mission. So maybe you can help me understand this and the audience. Whenever we are taken to one of these meetings, Mm -hmm. This is just like you said, it's like a holographic version of yourself or your astral body. Your physical body stays in bed the entire time. Yes. What does that look like? Can you paint that picture for us? It's really like going into a meditation. I typically, I usually know when I go to bed, I feel that pull from up. I look out into, into the stars and say, oh my God, I feel pulled up tonight. So I know there's going to be a meeting. I kind of know to listen to to the hints now. So I go to bed, I close my eyes and I say, okay, let's, you know, let's go. And then it feels like I'm really being pulled up in my astral body or my consciousness gets pulled up. My body stays behind and it's like being in a meditation. So I kind of, you see things in your meditation. I, I arrive up there. I walk through the ship. I see it kind of in, I don't, I don't see it clearly, clearly, but I do see what I see. Um, and then you basically walk around and they show me the grand council meeting. They show me they have chambers of healing. They have chambers of light that they can put you into. They have smaller councils. They have the security council, they have the timeline council. They have the Lyran council, which I've been to many times. They have something it's called for lack of a better English word. It, the thing is, they don't speak English. We kind of, they speak a universal language, a telepathic language. So something's being said and you just know what it was and you try to translate it into English now in my case. So there's a council that's called Council for the Betterment of Humanity, for lack of a better word. I've been called to that sometimes. They have these different council meetings and they have starseeds attend these meetings. And sometimes they even take us to the bridge and they kind of see, you kind of see earth underneath. It's kind of just like in the movies. Um, it's really interesting. And then they show you the state of the earth. And for a lot of times I saw that overlay where they said the 3D earth and the 5D earth are kind of overlaying each other, right? Mm -hmm. And they kind of show the two earths overlaying each other. And 
I think we've moved past that because I can only now see the 5D version. I don't really see the 3D version anymore. So I think we're past that point of the bifurcation of the timelines that people talk about. I think we're past that point, but that's just my personal um, feeling. Wow, that's really interesting. Uh, Abby Lynn, she's somebody who just spoke at our conference and she got a message. She's always in contact also. And very recently she got a message that the new higher timeline is here to stay. It like came and just parked mm -hmm. and it's here to stay. That's not exactly how she worded it, but that would align with what she says, mm -hmm. uh, which I agree. I think that we're starting to see some sort of, I mean, like the merging of timelines. Things are just crazy right now. I mean, people are seeing things that shouldn't exist. There's what mm -hmm. I would call like these glitches in the matrix. Like our own, our reality seems to be like, like, like the hologram glitches, you know, it's like kind of phasing in and out between worlds right now. Yep. And it's just amazing mm -hmm. to me. I really think that is um, probably what's going on. I think we're at that precipice where it's time. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And everything's coming to the surface right now that's been hidden. And look at all the, like, it's like every week there's like a UFO story in the news or like we just had the Stephen Greer um thing happen and then we just had this david grush whistleblower happen like and then you know it's like we're, we're we're being bombarded now with all this uh you could call it disclosure even though it's very partial but it's still getting it in the mass consciousness of people the idea of we're not alone here there's there's other beings here there's a lot more going on than you're you've been told you know right and it's kind of i feel like it's prepping the masses in a way you know yeah, they are stepping it up. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And the sightings are off the charts. So that's also right. prepping people. They're right. seeing and their then own eyes. UFO crashes in Vegas and there's beans. That UFO are crashes in um, Vegas, right. Whenever you're up on, at these meetings, is it always about Earth? Are there, are there other planets in a similar state as, that we are that are being discussed as well? That's a very good question. I remember them only sharing things for around Earth with us. However, I have heard several times that once we get it together, basically, once we go through our process and when we, we are the peace treaty, basically, we humans are the peace treaty. And when we get it together and we combine all of the starseeds traits that we have, um, okay, let me start a little before that. We have been given DNA from different star families, also from the reptilians, as we know. So from what I've heard, I've also heard that um, from, from other sources, but I've channeled it myself, that we were basically given all this DNA so we can br bring peace to this part of the galaxy. They call it this quadrant of the galaxy. Um, and when we get it together, we humans, when we combine all our, all our, you know, all our DNA and we overcome our differences and we overcome our fears and we step into the, the fifth dimension or into the higher state of being, we will bring peace to this entire quadrant of the galaxy. So I think that's an indirect answer to your question. Um, there must be other planets where this is going on as well, but we are kind of, we are the main show right now. And when we get it together, other planets can follow. Right. I agree with that. I, I believe so. I mean, there's yeah. hyper focus on earth right now for some reason. Yeah. And <clears throat> I mean, yeah, yeah we're, the, we're the center of the action right now. Right. It seems like. And they're kicking and screaming on their way out. Like you mentioned earlier, yeah. and we're just uh, witnessing we're witnessing that. So the any ETs, any of them that you've communicated with, are any of them physically present somewhere on our planet right now that you know of? Mm -hmm. I kind of show me a picture right now of Venusians being on the planet. Um, I usually don't talk to the ones that are physically on Earth. The Lyrans specifically now, going back to the Lyrans, they are of such a high frequency. They could not be in this density here right now. They literally could not land right now yet, but they're saying soon. But there's others. Um, I, I hear Venusians and Martians mainly right now because they're in a different, you know, the frequency is not as um, that much higher. 
Right. So the really mm-hmm. high frequency beings could not be on Earth or not for a long time right now. And that would make sense. I mean, Tesla, Nikola Tesla is allegedly from Venus, according to the declassified FBI files. And there's a number of the early sightings, the early UFO sightings and people coming from Venus, Venusians. And they were they seem to be very present in like the 40s and 50s and 60s. And I'm sure still today, but maybe that's why. Maybe they're on a closer frequency. And it makes perfect sense because I definitely agree with the third dimension being too dense for some of these higher density beings. What about inside the planet, inner Earth? Has any information come through as far as civilizations that might reside there? Mm-hmm. I've been there once or twice. I've met... Um somebody called the i think the agarthians or somebody like that i don't really focus too much on inner earth i don't think the felines focus too much on inner earth i don't think there's felines down there so maybe that's why i don't you know go there that much Uh, they have their purpose they are part of the awakening they kind of doing it from within um but um the lyrans don't seem to have that much to do with them right I was just curious. Um, we hear a lot about them also not being able to come to the surface because below it's mm-hmm. a higher frequency, a higher dimension, I guess you could say, another dimension. And they can't really merge mm-hmm. with us until things lighten up. And it, as above, so below, right? If it only makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. So whenever you, you mentioned the healing chambers that you witnessed up in the with the Federation, has any of that, what does that look like? And have they given you any information about how that's going to be implemented on Earth? Mm-hmm. It looks like a giant dome, like a giant crystal, giant crystal dome around you. They are um, they're there available right now. So for any starseed who wants to travel up there, basically, um, we can. So you are a starseed, Tyler. I definitely know you are. Hmm. Um, you can travel up there anytime. You can ask them in your meditation before you go to bed. You can ask them to bring you up there to the... Actually, I'm kind of getting that you've been there. Um, you just don't remember. So they're available in the astral realm right now for us. I do not have any information on um, physically. When are they bringing them down physically? I think it's when contact happens, when when we are officially in contact with them, which will be in our lifetime, they say. I mean, I hope it will be in our lifetime. But I do not have the information when exactly they bring them down. But they're available to anyone who is, um, you know, anyone who knows how to travel up there. Now, when you get the, when you look back down on Earth and you see the 3D and the 5D, now it's 5D. I don't know how detailed that looks, but are we talking like something completely different, like crystal cities or things that have just always been there, but now that are visible? What does that actually look like? It is more of an energy that surrounds Earth. I don't really, I mean, I've seen the crystal cities in the future. Yes, what it will look like, kind of like dome-shaped cities, dome-shaped homes. I have seen that too, but that's probably 10, 15, 20 years out. I don't like timelines, but that's in the future. I see it as an energy, and it's really the fifth dimension is not a place. It's just a different time of a different way of being. It's it's basically it's in our heads. The fifth dimension is not a different place we're going to. It's already here. It's how we how we live, what we believe, what we do, how we put ourselves out in the world. So it's not going to shift that much physically, not yet. But it's going to be a different state of being. And that's what's happening. The dimension, it looks like a a layer that's around Earth, like a light, white, light, sheer layer. And it's really a frequency band that's available. That's beautiful. I love that description. And that makes the most sense. There's always been this question from a number of people, like, what does it look like? Or or, like, are we going to even be... Well, here, maybe you might know this, like the third dimension. Are they even going to be perceivable to us anymore? How does that, is there going to be an actual split where not everyone shifts? Do you do you have any information on what that might look like? Well, for a long time, they were kind of talking about the bifurcation of timelines. Some people were going to, the earth will actually go into two different dimensions. 
personally, I don't see that third, I don't see that split anymore. So either we're past it or either I'm past it and I don't see the other one anymore, or it just has all shifted to be one collective shift now. I believe that people will basically just, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, kind of die off um, or, or live in, in a different, I think there's going to be a time, maybe in the next 10 years, I'm not, don't want to put out timelines again, but where we will coexist on earth. But the people who went to the higher timelines will just not kind of see that world anymore. It's yeah. kind of like the world of the fairies or the gnomes or, you know, they're there, but we can't see them because we're in a different dimension. Right. The frequencies will be too far apart that, yeah. right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's literally science. It's like, you can back all this up with science where like, it's frequency and that's what the dimensions are so if you're on the if you're on you'll say the fifth dimension frequency and then there's people in the third we can't you can't perceive each other or at least the third can't perceive the fifth yeah um so it's just going to be a matter of like where you know you see it how you see the split happening where you a whole bunch of people are raising their consciousness and then a whole bunch of people are like getting deeper into the, the 3d um denser consciousness and fear based you could say so it's like that at some point that split has to be where we're just not going to interact or see each other perceive each other and anymore. you're right i i think you're 100 right when you say they have to die off or transition and i'm not saying mm -hmm. that like like they just wait for like they need to die and get out of the way um but i think that's what's going to happen when they when their time is up and mm -hmm. they transition they transition on to what another third density planet, third dimensional planet. And then we have mm -hmm. all of these new star seeds and these indigo children, rainbow children, these children coming in that are coming in without the amnesia as not nearly as potent as it used to be. They're remembering who they are. They're already activated. And it's just going to be a generational thing. Eventually, the higher density beings are just going to start incarnating until the lower density beings, you know, they transition out. So it's not just going to be overnight. It is going to be a generational thing. It's yeah. not going to be a flash and then we're all ascended. Yeah. It's going right. to be a crowd, somewhat of a gradual right. process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. Um, I didn't mean to say that everybody needs to die. I don't really see a, a big event happening either, where it's going to be this big wipeout and only a few will survive. I don't see that scenario. I see it a gradual process. As you said, a new generation comes in and the children that are coming in now, they are born, most of them are born without karma. They both, they're born without all that emotional, you know, stuff that we brought through reincarnating here again and again. We bring karma, we bring these childhood wounds, we bring these imprint, the family stuff, the lineage stuff. And the new children, some of the children I've worked with, they are just bright lights. As you said, they come in, they're already they're already there. I mean, they do healings on the spot. They're three years old and they do a healing. Mm -hmm. I have clients, so uh, I've worked with children. They um, they do animal communication. They do naturally. They say, oh, yeah, I talked to the butterfly. I talked to so-and-so. Mm -hmm. They have no karma. They are just here to, 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 yeah, to bring in the new, the new frequencies. Absolutely. Right. I agree. Some you look at some of these children and they're already turned on. Yeah. You know. And you know, mm. and I think with the collapse of everything right now, it's a perfect timing. There's a reason they're allowed to incarnate, I believe, um, because they're not gonna get their light dimmed by the educational or schooling system anymore. Um, because that's already shifting before our eyes and mm. there's so many different versions or modalities of teaching now. Um, that don't require you to sit in a classroom and you know stay <laughs> the whole prison aspect of it is, gonna, uh, i think diminishing they're not going to get sucked into the matrix like so many people on the planet right. have been unfortunately so yeah <clears throat> people have pets the pets are star seeds also correct yes, yes they are and, you, and so what what does that look like and the pets are in our lives to help us remember who we are or what is is that yes. what you're getting? Yeah, they are either in our lives too. So I feel I see typically star seeds have star seed pets, the cats, dogs, horses. They are usually star seeds as well. They are in their lives, in our lives, to help us on our life journey, to help us with our purpose. 
right now they are helping us wake up in masses. I mean, the 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 cats and the dogs, they are usually just like you described the children. They are on. They know who they are. They are a bright light. They come in. They know who they are. They know what their job is. They know they are here to guide us. They are no. They know that they are here to awaken us. So I find a lot when a cat or a dog is uh, having showing alarming behavior, when they're acting up, when they're acting weird, they are trying to wake their human up. They are trying to wake their human up, saying there is something that you're missing. You, you know, you're living your life in the matrix. You're doing your, you know, Groundhog Day every day, the same thing. You need to wake up. You're bigger than that. So they will act mm. up. They will bite. They will scratch. They will, you know, do whatever. It, it, they will, when you, their horse throw you off, they will do whatever it takes to wake you up and shake you out of your comfort zone. And then these people start to research and they say, why is my cat acting up? Why is my dog acting up? I don't understand. And then they stumble across people like me. I'm not the only person saying it. They stumble across people like me who say there is a spiritual connection between you and your cat or your dog. And there is animal communicators more and more. And we start to talk to them. And then the cat and dog will say, "My typically they come to me. My human is a starseed. He needs to wake up. His star family is talking to him. He doesn't get it. He needs to wake up. And right now, as you asked earlier, is there an urgency? Right now, there's so many people that come to me with cat problems and just common cat problems. You know, the cat pees on the carpet, the cat scratches, whatever, people. And then I find out they're trying to wake people up and they bring them to me or to other people like me. And then they say, your star family is here. Talk to them. You're here to do something. You're here, to, you're here with a mission. Wake up, human. Yeah. And then when I tell them that, um, the urgency is there. The cats, the dogs have a very much of an urgency right now to wake people up. That makes a lot of sense. And it they're probably like, I don't like eating this food. Feed me this. Do they tell mm -hmm. you stuff like that too? Well, I kind of focus on the spiritual aspect. But yes, they will tell you when the food is not um, high quality or, you know, when they need a different food. Yeah, they will tell you that too. Right. I there was an animal communicator that just spoke in St. Louis recently, and she, she's not really tapping into the ET aspect, but she gets information like that, like anything like the dog or the cat would be like, hey, listen, like, I, I hate being locked up in this room all day or change my food or something. You know, this is actually, I, you start feeding me this, this will help. You don't have to take me to the vet, that type of information. Mm -hmm. And it's really awesome, I think, too, because one of the things that she said was nutritional yeast you know that stuff is um do you put that on your dog's food and it's a tea or flea and tick preventative i've mm -hmm. i've been doing it since winter and this is the first year in years where my dogs haven't gotten the fleas and the ticks and it actually repels them so mm -hmm. side note anyway anyone yeah. any pet owners they know what's there, good for them right mm -hmm. that kind of information comes through and i think it's incredible actually um because we've always looked at pets as a as a whole like i don't know that many a lot of people look at them as just a pet and not like a family member and that's shifting yes thank god it's shifting because they consider us their family it's kind of the cats always tell me that they are here to watch over us i mean people usually they have people have it backwards we think that uh, we think we cat lovers or dog lovers, we think that there's these small little pets and we have to take care of them. And, you know, they're kind of in our hands and we have to take care of them. But the cats actually see the other way around. They're taking care of us. They're watching over our yeah. physical well-being, our emotional well-being. Mostly um, they keep us company. They give us love. They um, they they hold energies around us. A lot of cats and dogs are energy workers. They hold energies around us. They're healers. Right. That, I, I, I have people I've who are healers. People, Sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, I've heard many people say that their they their cats or their dogs are are their protectors and healers, mm -hmm. and and cats are you know known to be um they can see in the in the higher dimension and and spirits and all that stuff that you see them looking at nothing you know but there's probably something there, uh, and they're protectors of the space of your house. Um, and I mean, I mean, maybe dogs can be too. And, and I've heard people say their cats or their dogs do energy work on them and heal them. So, 
That's definitely yeah. something I've heard a lot. And there are these beautiful star seeds. There are lyrans, there are Syrians, just like we are. There are cats or dogs, horses even. Horses, a lot of horses are Arcturians. The the horse being Arcturians that I talked about, not the classic Arcturians that people talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of cats are Syrians, lyrans, um, Pleiadians, and a lot of dogs are too. Yeah. And I think the cat's yeah. purring, the purring, that whatever yeah. frequency that is, I think that is extremely healing. I was in Belize Mm -hmm. right after I actually met you. And this cat, this local cat that was at our resort was just hanging out with me the whole time. And it loved me. It was jumping on my lap and it wanted to come in. Like every time I'd open my room, it would run in my room and it was with me the whole trip. And one night it jumped up on my lap and I was sitting in a chair and it put its head right into my chest and started purring so hard and i got this i felt i knew what it was doing it was like opening my heart it was like unlocking my heart and pulling those walls down and it was after that moment i started having one of the biggest heart openings and expansions i've ever had ever and it's opened me up and changed me in ways that i never would have imagined and i i the starting point was that cat and mm-hmm. it, it, there's no doubt in my mind that it was there helping me the cat was very powerful. It gave you activations, gave you star codes, activations, opened your heart to that cat was giving very, very powerful um, activation codes. Right. It was. It was uh, It was a beautiful thing. So do you want to let our audience know a little bit about what you offer as far as your sessions and your DNA activations and healings and stuff go? Mm-hmm. Sure. So I work on many levels. I do, um, I, I, I've limited my private sessions, but I still do do private sessions because personally, I love guiding people through these experiences. So if you have a private session with me, let's start with that. I will guide you into whatever you want to know. If you, I mean, I'll, I will work with your cat or with your dog, do a full session with um, communication session, healing session. What are the cat's messages with you? But also, especially now for your audience, a lot of your audience probably star seeds. Um, I can guide you into your star family. Where are you from? What do you need to know? What is your mission? So we can dig really, really deep in these private sessions. That being said, I have limited them because of just time constraints. I also uh, offer courses. I will have a starseed activation call that anyone can join for a very, very little money. Um, in June, uh, you can access it sylviesterling.com slash shop. And um, yeah, maybe start there, you know, be part of the activation call. And we also go into, we're calling the Lyrans, we're calling the Assyrians, and we'll just um, channel them and see what comes in and activate you to your starseedness. And can you say that website one more time, please? Yeah, it's sylviesterling.com slash shop. Okay, perfect. And we'll have that link below. Um, you know, it was really interesting when I had my session with you. I That was such a random, I, obviously nothing's random, but I when I saw your table, it just said the cat whisperer, you know, and little did I know I was going to be sitting down with you getting information about my Lyran self or my feline self and and that which was really interesting and i think that was that actually started and maybe maybe you opened me up enough for that cat to come in belize anyway uh it it, it was amazing all i'm trying to say is the session was amazing guys um if please reach out to her if you feel compelled and do the group call if you don't want to book, book a personal session uh is there any other last words you'd like to leave us with before we start wrapping this up it's time to wake up. They always tell me it's time for all star seeds to wake up. So if if you feel that you are a star seed, if you feel that you're not from here, if you feel there's something bigger that you need to do here, it's time to wake up and just lean in. Anyone can go into the meditation. Anyone can um, just lean into it and just ask your star family to come in and ask for what are you here to do? It's just so important that people realize how powerful they are who they are and what they're here to do and if you have any any interest in the starseed topic if you feel drawn to it if you feel drawn to the pleiadians or lyrans or the avatar movie 
just know that you are a starseed and just wake up to it. Just lean in, wake up and find out who you are. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. This was incredible. I I love everything that you're bringing to the table right now. It's extremely important and all in due time. And welcome to St. Louis. Glad to have you here. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this. Make sure you go check out her website. Don't forget our Patreon webinar is coming up this Sunday. Uh, if you're interested in clones and the illusion, we're going to break it down and show you proof that this stuff isn't a conspiracy theory. And if you want to come hang out with us in August at the Sunfire Festival in Aztec, New Mexico, August 25th through the 28th, that information is at the link below, in the link below, sunfirefest.com. Early bird tickets are still available, so take advantage of that. We love you all. Good night and have a great evening. Until next time. Since 38, we've been, 1938, they've been making clone people. There's eight countries making clones. Yeah, clonate, uh, don't want to say too much information. This is going to be broadcast okay. on the internet. So the stars that we see on TV are actually grown right here? Uh, that's correct. They're, they're grown and uh, developed here. Because I was raised in a cloning lab to be the perfect woman for Hugh M. Hefner. I have a clone. I, I, I was, I was going to say that. There's two of you. Cats out the bag. Okay? <laughs> I think you have to. I think you, like, have to. They kill you if you try to walk away and they clone you.